You're listening to the Fuck Yeah Nation Network. Welcome to Robert Land. That's right, your favorite not safe for work comedy theme park podcast. And I'm your host, Robert Thompson, comedian, musician, theme park phenologist. I do. What is up, everyone? How you guys doing? It is a very special episode, guys, because this one I recorded the interview uh, a few months back, September maybe, with our good pal Roy Ty. Uh, it is. A real fun one. We kind of get we get all into it, guys. I mean, this is a theme park comedy podcast, but it's also a theme park and life comedy podcast. So we talk about the roller coaster that is life. And uh, Roy, I met years ago through our good friend John Shevsky. Uh, Roy, you know, at one time did stand up uh, in in old Canada where he's from, and uh, you know, down here he has flourished as a filmmaker uh you know he did a web series in canada and down here and um you know uh it's hilarious uh it became a a film that uh that web series he was working on forever called where's barry and it is so fucking hilarious I mean, I used the F word right there, so I'm emphasizing how funny it is. Uh, and now he's gone on to direct um, a, a amazing documentary called Never Be Done, where you can uh, check out on Amazon. And it's about the story of Richard Glenn Lett, the uh, Canadian comic, who's kind of like the Bill Hicks of Canada. Um, you know, real edgy dude back in, the, in, in Canada and... Uh, you know, he's on Buffy the Vampire Slayer and a bunch of stuff, and it kind of follows him at his lowest to him getting help and uh, recovering, you know, from drugs and alcohol. And he is, uh, it's just, Roy is a hilarious dude, but he's a talented guy and he's made a great movie. Um, so, yeah, definitely check out Never Be Done. And, um, you know, Roy, uh, I've worked on a bunch of stuff with Roy over the years, so we kind of, talk about a whole gang of stuff and you know where he's from in canada or where i my, some childhood tales of chino hills so it's a it's a good one guys i'm excited here and uh you know i i we, we talk uh somewhat about theme parks in this one and we've never really done a canadian theme park special um and we talk a, a bit about them but I wanted to mention a few because I'm reading this article on uh, on Canada and uh, the the six uh, theme parks they name drop is Playland in Vancouver, BC, uh, British Columbia. And I guess it's Canada's oldest amusement park. I've heard a lot of good things about Canada's Playland. There's Galaxyland in Edmonton where you can go see the Oilers and you know catch them hosers at the mall. It is the largest shopping mall in North America, and it's got the largest indoor amusement park, even bigger than uh, the one at uh, in Minneapolis, whatever the fuck, the Mall of America, Mall of America, that place where you can, you know, uh, suck Brett Favre's cack. No, uh, Brett Favre, um, may he rest in peace, is getting his his dong sucked in retirement, I'm sure. But yeah, guys, oh, uh, Calypso Park in Ottawa, where Dan Aykroyd's from. This is cool. I'm just scrolling. If only you had the visuals, this would probably be more entertaining. But 
Holy shit, this is the largest water park in Canada. Looks gnarly. Calypso Park. You've got uh, Le, Le, Rond, Le Grande in Montreal, Quebec, which looks fun and pretentious, you know. Uh, it's great, guys. Um, Canada is a place that uh, I'd like to spend more time in. You know, I've, I've been to Vancouver, uh, other parts of BC, you know, Victoria. But I, I would like to go to uh, Yellowknife, the coldest place in Canada, and die. No, um, this is a fun one, guys. And, uh, you know, not only do we have Roy Thai um, of Thailand Productions, uh, we also have a little quick quiz um, with our buddy Ryan D, who's hosted the show before, the drummer to my band, Dig Neptune Microwave Ovens. Real funny dude, great comic. Uh, I, I do a little quick theme park quiz on his ass. Uh, but before we get to that... Um, let's go to my favorite segment, your favorite segment, where our legions of listeners and fans leave their voicemails for us and share their theme park experiences and uh, your theme park memories. Enjoy. Theme park memories. Robert sucks dick. The show fucking sucks. Do you fuck you? Hey, I'll suck my butthole. Theme park memories. Hey, is this Robert Land? Hi, I, I, I'm a big fan. My name's Gunther. Uh, sometimes I like to go on down to Knott's Berry Farm where they've got that fake train robbery on the train where the, the people like to, you know, fake rob people. Sometimes I like to just dress up as a bank robber and rob people for real. <laughs> it is a hoot. Theme Park Memories. Hey, uh, my name's Tim Allen. No no relation to, to other Tim Allen. Uh, I just wanted to call and leave a message for your podcast. Because your podcast sucks, bro. You fucking suck dick, dude. Fuck you, Robert. Theme park memories. Yeah, um, hi. So, I don't know if you read my blog recently, but I, um, I was in Vancouver recently, and, um, because I, I just, I tell my Canada, they're more sensitive in Canada, and I just need to be around sensitive people because I've, I've been, um, I've been victimized, uh, many times and, and I, I want to be around sensitive people so I go to I went to Canada and I went to I went to Playland and I sat on the roller coaster uh, it was uh, it's very hard to recount the story because I we sat next to Roy Tai and I thought because he, he must be friendly he's Canadian well while we were on the roller coaster, which my therapist said I should should just have been trying going on roller coasters, I'm, I'm very frightened by them, and uh, they trigger many emotions and things from my past that I've been through that uh, uh, are very hard to recount. Uh, long story short, I, I I had an idea for an art house movie, and I was very excited about it. And it, the movie is it's about it's about victimhood and how sacred it is to be a victim. And that it should, it should, well, well, I don't want to go over the pitch right now because I feel like that, that could ruin it. I don't, I don't want to pitch it again. Because even pitching it triggers the experience of pitching it previously to Roy on the roller coaster. And here's what happened. We went to the roller coaster. I, I pitched it. Roy screamed the whole time. And then when the roller coaster ended, I, I, I asked what his idea if he thought that he liked my idea. And he just looked at me and said he couldn't hear me because the roller coaster was loud. And I said, oh, would you like me to say it again? And he said, no, your idea is going to be stupid anyway, eh? So I just, I hope you let Roy know that I'll be talking to my therapist about what happened. Because of him. And I hope he's happy. Theme Park Memories. 
boy, hope you guys enjoyed your theme park memories. I know I did. <laughs> well, here I am with Mr. Ryan D., where I quiz his ass on some theme park trivia. Enjoy. Boy, great to have you back, Ryan D. Yo. Man, this is fun, dude, because I know that, you know... <laughs> We're friends. We're, we 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 do we were playing a band together. We uh, yes. we've, we've had some adventures and stuff. But uh, we both we both enjoy theme parks. Um, I wanted to to kind of pick your brain a little bit and see if, how much you do know about it. Okay. Um, so I'm gonna try to quiz you here with some uh, theme park facts, and we'll see what how you do. All right, all right, let's do it. All right. How much was the most expensive roller coaster ever made? A, a million dollars. B, $40 million. C, $500,000. D, $200 million. Or E, $100 million. So it's a million dollars, $40 million. Five. I'm going to say $200 because that's about the price of like a feature film. Oh, wow. That's funny because that's how they describe it. It's the price of like a blockbuster. Yeah. So... You were close. It is actually a hundred million dollars. The most uh, expensive, but close enough. Uh, it was Everest in uh, Disney World at Animal Kingdom. It's a man-made mountain. It's like oh Matter- fuck. It's Matterhorn. Really? Oh, it's Matterhorn. Basically, yeah. Yeah. It's so dope. Dude. That's it's, awesome. Yeah. Hey, did you see the? Uh, the uh, I'm like we can we can riff. No, no, or we no, can no, just no, go no, back. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I'm like, did you see the fucking Spider-Man thing? The uh, the thing that the they're Avengers doing in campus and uh, well in in Japan or whatever the uh, the oh. robot that's supposed to be doing the flip and all that. No. Oh my god, my brother. Oh, I put it on. It was on when I did your uh, when oh, I did wait, when I did yeah, Ryan yeah, Land. No, that's right. That's right. Yeah, it, it was, was like a fucking, fucking animatronic robot that's doing acrobatics that's, that's supposed right. to flip in, in japan's uh spider-man ride dude i forgot about that yeah japan um <clears throat> leave it to them to make some amazing shit crazy yeah. yeah dude that's fucking nuts yeah i don't know um there is avengers campus by the way uh for people that are curious. that's that's pretty cool yeah but that's it sucks because it was literally about to open and then COVID happened. Yeah, I know, man. Uh, but uh, I can't wait for this whole thing to be over. I know, man. I, I'm, I'm looking. I'm gonna get that vaccine in my balls immediately. And <laughs> yeah. just give a fuck. I'm just like, you know, I could have handled. I could have handled a month, two months, three months. Well, everyone know? thought that that was it at first, and then and now it's like, okay, now what? Like, what? What are we supposed to do? I know. I know. I've, I well, the, fir- the the funny thing is. Is I remember thinking everyone's a little too cutesy about this going on because I remember well because everyone was pretty scared you know and it was that's what I think that's what well I heard Rogan talking about this he was like it was kind of weird like everyone was at 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 the beginning of it like in this in the U.S. they were like oh we're all in this together you know very like nine eleven esque you know yeah, yeah and then uh, and then like two months went by and they went fuck you yeah. I'm not wearing my fucking mask yeah it changed <laughs> that's so true yeah it is funny though that first. That first, uh, but it'd be like, oh, four days in quarantine. I'm going crazy. Toilet paper, is right? Like a yeah. drug deal. <laughs> and all those jokes. I'm like, guys, this is gonna get old really fast. Real fast. Because we're gonna be stuck in this shit. I yeah, mean, dude. I knew immediately. I'm like, yeah, a virus that's uh, spreading that fast. It doesn't sound like it's gonna be that easy of a of a comeback. Yeah. Like that's why I was like, don't get, don't post. That annoyed me so bad. It's day fourteen. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, pal. I'm sure you'll be counting. How many days is it now? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that guy's fucking killed himself. Yeah, day yeah, day seventy four. Yeah, yeah. No, you gotta, you gotta do 
what you got to do. Oh, I mean, uh, more than that, right? It's got to be like day 127 or something. Dude, I don't know. Wait, yeah, I'm really bad. Uh, with, with, with I mean, um, assuming every month is 30 days, right? 30, yeah. 30 uh, you know, give or take 30 it's days. It's December right now. It happened in It happened March. in March. March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December. So it's, it's literally been this entire year. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's weird, man. I... I saw footage of uh, the ball drop from 2020, and it's like the most disturbing. <laughs> like it's so weird. There's like the De Blasio or whatever in New York. The Mary's like dancing with someone, and it's like everyone's so happy. And I'm like, dude, I wish I could warn you guys. Hey, don't get too excited here. It's gonna fucking blow. Um, but uh, all right, so we'll go back to uh, pretending like it's not the fucking worst year ever. But uh, okay, this next question is kind of fun. How tall is the highest amusement park in the world? A, 75,000 ounces of weed. Get it? High. Uh, B, 1,149 feet. C, 5,149 feet. Or D, 900 feet. 1,000. Oh, shit, dog. Uh, You got it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the stratosphere in Las Vegas is the largest freestanding tower in the United States, and its observation decks are host to the world's highest amusement park. Well, that's weird. I didn't even think about the stratosphere. I thought maybe a roller coaster being that high. Yeah, because but... I guess they have they have two attractions. I think. So I guess that they got, counts. I think they have three. They got the one that goes. They have the one that goes around to the circle. Yeah. And they have the one that goes over the edge, which is. Fucking terrifying. Yeah, and then they have something else. Yeah, too. yeah fuck all that, yeah, man. That's fucking. Yeah, dude, no. I can't do that. Um, no way. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, yeah, uh, can I get Corona again? I'll take it. Oh, no, um, man. Okay, so this one, I want to see if you can get this. I, I think you know. So you're 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 uh, one one in uh, two. Wait, one and no, uh, no. One in one in one. One in one. God. Yeah, I think COVID did mess up my brain. <laughs> Uh, they said there's neurological problems. I'm like, well, I already had that, so <laughs> yeah. pr- no problem there. All right, so what celebrity had their own amusement or water park in their backyard? A, Ringo Starr. B, Kanye West. C, Celine Dion. D, Gene Simmons. Or E, Ron Jeremy. <laughs> um, all, just just water park, not amusement park? <laughs> water park, yeah. Celine Dion. Oh, fuck, yeah, you got that. Nice. Dude. Yeah, in 2010, Celine Dion and her late husband, Rene Engelil, uh purchased a 10,000-square-foot home, but the house's interior is nothing compared to the property it sits on. With the Florida house comes a personal water slide, several pools, a private beach, and shaded pavilions. In 2017... The and Canadian, shaved pussies. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Le le shaved pussy. No, uh, the Canadian singer sold the water park... For a jaw-dropping $27 million. And, uh, yeah, that's fucking crazy. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so it wasn't Ron Jeremy. or I wouldn't <laughs> think it'd be Ron Jeremy. <laughs> Wait, he's is he dead or is he just in jail? He's in jail okay. uh, forever. But <laughs> uh, he's so gross, and man. And smells pretty disgusting. Um, yeah, speaking of uh, gross, I mean... I don't think he could ever get COVID, dude. I think he, <laughs> I think he is COVID. Um, but, uh, There's just little tiny Ron Jeremy's going through your fucking. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty. Just pretty raping your cells. <laughs> yeah. Hey, <laughs> my He's on it. I know. Sucking, dude, it, sucking his own dick, going through your bloodstream. 
But dude, you uh, yeah, thanks for doing this quick uh, theme park quiz, dog. Abs- oh, that was it. That was it. Oh, okay, cool. All right, cool. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. This is Theme Park Minute with Zach Hillman. Disneyland and Disney World's Magic Kingdom pride themselves on being fully immersive fantasy worlds, which is why they actually lobbied Congress in 2003 to create no-fly zones over their parks. Congress quickly approved the measure and pocketed all the Disney dollars they could. Prior to the restriction, anyone could advertise whatever they wanted on airplane banner ads, including one activist group that tried to fly anti-gay messaging over Disney World. I guess it's a small-minded world after all. There are, of course, limitations for police, military, and emergency rescue aircraft, meaning that you can confidently jam merchandise into any orifice knowing that a medevac is on the way. Bet you didn't know that, did you? Well, here I am, with me and Roy, time! All right. Cool. Um, so what's going on? You've been protesting every day. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, um, you know, I guess we all, we all have our own protests and, and, um, you know, like today I protested eating healthy and I had, um, some Chipotle. So I don't know that probably yeah, yeah. killed a baby seal somewhere, but it was delicious. <laughs> Gotta yeah, love that. Uh, you pissed off a liberal, you pissed off a liberal and you killed a baby seal. Way to go. I know, dude. I have no friends now. What am I going to do? What a hypocrisy. Yeah, Um, dude. Everyone's got their own protest going on. You're right. Everyone's got their own battle that I know nothing about. Huh? Yeah. Educate yourself, Roy. You need to, uh, (laughs) yeah, you need to get in the trenches, dude. Um, You know, you you need to uh, go get a lot of cocktail and throw it at a statue or something right now. I need to burn down a picture of my family. Oh, this is my family. I hate to burn it than go punch some, uh, some conservative in the face. Well, I love that. It's usually people that like, like they, they, they have, they have enough money to do that. You know what I mean? Like they have like, just to be able to like, I'm going to go live in a, like a no, what was that? Chaz? You heard about that in Seattle? Where it's yeah. just like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Brutal. yeah, dude, Chaz Bono, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> what, what, a, what a, what a lame name, Chaz. It's like, hey, <laughs> we're in Chaz, and you're like, what? Like, yeah. yeah we're, we're saving the world at Chaz. It's like, what? It's like uh, no thanks. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like after a, all those small businesses that are down there getting trashed by Chaz. <laughs> I know. It sounds like a... It sounds like an '80s bully. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's, like, it's like here comes Chaz, and he's like pushing you out of the way, and he's like, "That's my girl, bro." And it's like, <laughs> it's like almost like the Karate Kid when he beats him up at the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> like, like Chaz. Chaz, would have a, Chaz. Yeah, he'd have a flat top and a Letterman jacket. You know, like he would be. He'd be yeah. beating up the people in Chaz right now, probably. But, um, <laughs> yeah, he would yeah. have a cool. He would have a cool BMX bike, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, catch some dirt from Chaz. Yeah, no, um, yeah, dude. Uh, I, think, I think that's what they're thinking is on it. They're like, they're they're thinking, yeah, let's let's get these commie bastards. Like, commie commie is such an '80s term too. So it's like, yeah. let's get these commie bastards, Chaz. And then you're like, but then you flash forward to 2007, and it's like. Chaz. Yeah, Chaz. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. Chaz is like some guy who's like, you know, doing hair down in Hollywood in the West Side, like telling you all about his life and, and like how great he is and you know, where he's he's like he's like that South Park episode where all the all the dads become uh metrosexual. Like that's yeah, yeah. Chaz. Yeah, Chaz definitely eats froyo, you know, like on <laughs> yeah, the daily yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. No <laughs> yeah. His hair, his hair will always look good, whether it's Chaz from the '80s or Chaz in the 2020s. He's gonna have good hair. That's just the way it is. <laughs> That's Chaz. true. Yeah, someone, <laughs> yeah, a Chaz would definitely have to put a lot of time and hair. Like, uh, regardless, yeah, that any era, Chaz is is fantastic, you know. But um, man, no, it's it's good to to see you, dude. It's been uh, yeah, good to see you. Too. Yeah, a few months, you know. It's uh. You, but, but it seems like you've been keeping busy. Um, it's crazy. Uh, so you, where were you, where, where have you been living? I mean, you're, you're in Los Angeles somewhere. Yeah, yeah. So I'm living, yeah, I'm in Studio City. I live here. I have a two-bedroom apartment with my beautiful girlfriend, Chelsea, who's been on your show. So yeah. We're, we're here living it up in Studio City with the rest of us with the rest of the chaz is over here and uh and then yeah, yeah there's a bunch of chazes over here too oh, <laughs> i oh. think i've become one of them i'm a chaz now uh, uh, but I uh i i put i well you know i haven't seen you because you do all the podcast this podcast out of my studio so i haven't yeah. seen you since since covid um yeah what have you been how many episodes are you in now and, and where have you been recording um, well, I've done, it's so crazy. Cause I mean, I was going, I was going hard for a, a minute, you know, I was, I had so you were like, there like every week you were at my place yeah. every week doing, doing this show. Yeah. So I like, I literally put up an episode last week that I did at your studio. So like it's lasted me oh, okay. a while, but, uh, I've done a lot like over zoom or whatever zoom knockoff. Cause I don't, I, haven't conquered how to record on zoom yet. So I'm using this like, you know, uh, spyware <laughs> uh, <laughs> induced, uh, like, you know, sketchy zoom knockoff called Streamyard, Um, <laughs> and, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's funny, but I, you know, I've, I'm over the phone or, um, like in, I've done some in, in person, a couple, my buddy, Evan, um, you know, who, uh, helps like, he kind of, it was his network that we were getting the show on. And, um, he was like oh, a buddy okay. that produced the shows and stuff. And he, um, he actually just made a studio in his garage. And so he's starting to do podcasts out of there. And nice. yeah, dude. So it's been great to have that, like have something Where is he? he's in orange County. Oh, so closer in, to you. Yeah. He was in, well, I mean, it's about the same distance where he's at. It's it, for me oh, to really? go to your place. I never thought about going because I knew I knew you'd probably be, be busy. I didn't know what like you know, but I I am down to do stuff in person because just the quality is just so oh, yeah. much better. So the reason why I didn't do that today is because I was in a car accident uh, three weeks ago or a month ago. Oh, geez. Yeah, 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 it was crazy. Yeah, it was uh, it was like a funky intersection that's notorious for car crashes in Pomona <laughs> yeah. and it uh yeah so I you know was a lucky one and gotten one um someone was like someone was pissed because I had I had to get in and it was like this guy 
And I'm not, I mean, I don't want to get in trouble for describing him, but he looked like he was from like, like out of Africa with, or that's not with Eddie Murphy. What's that movie? Uh, Hello America. What's that movie? Get, oh yeah. Um, when coming he, to America. Yeah, coming yeah. to America. Yeah. Yeah. Like he had yeah. like an African hat on thing and yeah, yeah. he, he was, he had like glasses. Like he looked like, like a very like regal guy. Like he probably teaches a class, you know, somewhere, but he was pissed that I had to like kind of force myself in cause it wasn't letting me in. And uh, so I kind of let myself in in front of him and he was angry and he was throwing shit at my car. He was throwing a McDonald's cup at my car. Oh, and so I was distracted by this guy and he's like, like just losing his mind. And so yeah. I was paying attention to what, you know, Dr. Zayas was doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, god damn it! That's the worst. I don't want to end up like Roseanne, but I don't know. I, they, he looked like a very regal man. Okay, he looked yeah, like he was in. He had a doctor in something, but he didn't yeah. doctor his fucking anger because he was pissed. He was throwing shit at my car, so I was distracted. And when I was making a left, uh, these teenagers were speeding, and I wasn't paying attention to them, so they hit me. It was kind of oh, like wow. uh, so. Was it yeah, their fault it was, or your fault? I, I it's. It's not mine. That's all I'm saying. So uh, <laughs> there it yeah. is. You heard it here first, folks. Yeah. On the record, yeah. it's not his fault. The trial you know, of the century, dude. Yeah. So, so are you they actually, Well, I I got like a second degree, no, first degree burns on my my wrist because uh, oh. of the airbag. It was weird. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I've heard that. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah the, but the stuff that comes out can burn your skin, right? Yeah, but the airbag came out like like five set it did it wasn't immediate it was like this is pointless dude like why why even you were already it? knocked out and then it hit yeah, you and yeah, like wakes yeah. you up it oh, does the opposite god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. they got him alive and then smashes you in the face and knocks you out <laughs> oh yeah you're just yeah damaged forever uh but no it was uh it sucks now i feel like you know, a kid again. I feel like I'm I'm 28 years old again uh, when I didn't have a car <laughs> last. Uh, but no, it's yeah, it's. But I've been keeping busy, and I was like going out to Evan, and we were like, uh, you know, recording stuff, just kind of getting getting things like keeping things going, and and um, yeah. the podcast is we're at 35 episodes, so oh wow, it's, good. Good yeah, good. yeah, yeah, I've. It's it's been cool just because like it's something and there's a lot of guys especially in stand up that like had the rug pulled from under them. I mean everybody, everybody yeah. living right now has. So it's like you have yeah. to just be creative and like do. So I think it's really important for people to stay like mentally healthy and not get all involved in shit that's not right in front of your face. You know, it's just you could stress about everything but i don't know i i you know I, i'm enjoying being a goofball and still talking about theme parks that are mostly closed <laughs> but you know <laughs> yeah theme parks are gonna be a, you're, you automatically became a vintage show now i know dude it, yeah. it, we were like seven episodes i think into them coming out and i'm like wow what a fucking topic but it's been kind of like that's kind of the beauty of it it's like it, it's, you have a nostalgia podcast that's still going on now. Congratulations. You yeah. entered a whole new realm of podcasting. No one's ever I, entered this territory before. <laughs> I know. I know. It's, it's, uh, it's a, I'm a pioneer. Thank you. You're uh, a pioneer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but it's, uh, 
Yeah, it's it's been trippy, but I'm actually going to work on some uh, like video stuff because I want to do like Mystery Science Theater 3000 where like I'm on these rides and it's obviously green screen. It's very makeshift yeah. public access style, but I'm just riffing on the rides because there's a lot of bizarre shit. Like uh, there's been a never ending story ride in Germany, which was pretty dope looking, but it was like, a yeah, there's a gremlins ride. And yeah, Germany as well. There's a bunch of just weird rides or like that. That it would be. I feel like it's just a. It's a great mechanism, you know, for for just something to riff off. Because we started doing sketches a lot, and that's yeah. been really fun. Um, so you know, yeah, I think it's kept me going this whole time. I mean, I've had a. Are good you working? Are you an essential worker? Uh, yeah, I am working this whole time. <laughs> so you're an essential um, worker. Wow. Do I ever feel grateful to be a part of this conversation? Not only are you a pioneer, you're an essential worker. I'm a hero. I'm a pioneer. Hey, uh, yeah. You are a bear. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. Your only downfall heroes. is right now is that you're white. Okay. Yeah. That's your only downfall right now. You're a pioneer. You know, you're yeah, revolutionary. As, you know, you're as my a, buddy, a worker, but. Too bad you're white. I know. As 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 my buddy Evan says, it's like uh, we're like the Nickelback of races right now. You know, it's like it's just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, the yeah, Nickelback I, of races. That's great. Yeah, it's um, but yeah, dude, it's been trippy, especially seeing that. Like, because I saw that. Like, you just you know, being at a grocery store, you're seeing like, at, like firsthand, like just people's like lives yeah, yeah. change and it was so nuts because that first week was probably the most i'll never forget it but it was the, the most like probably frightening because you could just feel the like unrest like despite yeah. all like the social stuff that's gone on the last couple months despite yeah whatever fucking shit's gonna happen with the election or people losing their money and houses i feel like that first like month was probably the most unsettling because you just no one knew, you know, no one knew. I feel like even now no one knows, but then it was particularly frightening. Oh, God. Yeah. It so was. you saw people just kind of like, uh, like there's a guy. Yeah, what was, was that like working in the store there? Like you must, you like the huge lineups and people being pissed about the lineup and like people oh. just overbuying and going crazy. Like did, yeah, what, yeah. what do you, what do you do there? That, so you're at Sam's club. So what do you do there that, that would, you would be firsthand? Well, uh, I, I, so I work, I work in the parking lot and I help like load stuff and like, because it's kind of, you could turn your brain off, you know, it's like just a manual labor <laughs> job. And like, you know, my buddies are like the, the cast of one flew of the cuckoo's nest and it's yeah. amazing. Like they all, yeah. you know, they, we all kind of we're characters out there and I like kind of being with the, the outsiders of a, of a grocery store. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because well, I've worked inside there, and it just it drove me crazy. But it, it's been like a consistent just gig during doing the my yeah. my passion, which is working there. So you know, no, but it's yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But uh, it just kind of it's it's so crazy how uh, it came. You know, it, it went from a job that I could literally just give up at any moment. All right, fuck it. To like one of the only jobs that you could really just get that easy. Also life-threatening you know what i mean like it, ne it wasn't like that before like it, it's mm -hmm. like no no matter how you look at it whatever you know uh backstory if it was like 
Fauci it was getting a blowjob from Charmin and they all, you know, doing coke off of aborted baby at a church yeah. They, yeah, or what yeah it was a, a chinese lab or whatever situation which you know what i have i am not i've watched narcos i know that people are corrupt okay i know people yeah. are brazilian yeah, they, yeah. yeah yeah i've seen house <laughs> yes i have um and so yeah i think like just the reality that oh this shit might do something to you and you're like placed i mean I don't want to broadcast it, but let's just say there's places I know similar to mine where I know that there are people that have had it. And it's just like, and it's at a point where we're all going to know someone that has fucking had it. Either way, it's all, you know, it's, I think we're never going to want to ever see the letters. Like, like we're never going to read something that's like COVID is going to give us like fucking diarrhea. Anytime we hear anything that sounds close to that or I think we're all over it, but um yeah yeah definitely yeah i'm on yeah. the same page too where i'm like okay i don't even know is covid even real anymore we shot it we just <laughs> shot a commercial during this like last week i shot a commercial during all this it's crazy it's crazy yeah it's, what it's, you have like, to it, do like is there a lot of like legality stuff or <laughs> well it's weird because the the legalities actually contradict your 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 human rights so like, you know, you're running a business and you're like, I'm not allowed to ask for your medical records and I'm not allowed to share your medical records with someone. However, COVID is bending those rules where it's like, oh no, like I, this grip wants to see this other grip's report. And it's like, what? Like, I, I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like, you're in a rock and a hard place, but nothing is really law. So it's, it's really, it's in this weird place where I do, I did my best and continue to do my best to, to make it a safe environment that people can feel comfortable in, but I don't have control over how people feel. So, you know what I mean? Like I can make it the most comforting situation and someone can still feel uncomfortable. So it's, you know what I mean? Like it's really, it's really enhanced. I was saying right now, it's, it's really the, it's the time of the, the, I was saying this, the Chelsea thing. It's, it's really this era of the, of the of the um what is it uh a minimum wage the arrogance of the minimum wage worker finally gets a shot you know what i mean like that's like yeah, a yeah. log line for society right now like yeah like finally the minimum wage worker can say i'm not doing that and you can't yeah. fire me and it doesn't feel safe like they have that perfect excuse which to a degree is good however when you're running a small business it makes it extremely difficult as a small business owner me which is already a very difficult thing to do. And then you throw this into the mix, it becomes difficult because part of the success of a small business is you want to work with people that you enjoy working with, but you can trust. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I, I'm not a corporation like Sam's Club where I can just be like, well, whatever, if there's a problem, just pay them off or cycle them out with someone yeah, else. Yeah. You know, there's way more of a corporate structure there. But when you're a small business, like, you know, the guy who's pulling focus for you, you know, is, yeah. you know, you know, your DP and, what he's doing this weekend you you know you know people's kids you know what i mean so it's like you know you know your fluffer and your yeah uh, you know your yeah. fluffer you know where they went for drinks last night you know who they're fluffing tomorrow probably your cousin 
You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 How are, how are like gangbangs must be really complicated to shoot right now. You know, like, (laughs) yeah. Gangbangs. You're like, you have to do it from a distance where they have like a dick extension and you're like, all right. (laughs) (laughs) Or they like, or they fake it. They just, they do, they just cut the inserts of them going, but it's like, it's just them making faces. (laughs) No, it's like, it's like, <laughs> don't it's, you love that in porn when they do that? Like, it, I don't know if they still do that as much in porn, but in porn where they used to just like, I remember when I was a kid, and maybe it was just because I was a kid, but they would cut to those like overly graphic inserts. Of, yeah, like, it actually like like the actual act of sex. Like that's about as detailed as you can get. And you're like, ah, I mean, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? You're kind of like, all right, you went too far, right? So it's like, <laughs> like that's probably what they're. Ha- that's probably how they're doing porn now. Is they're taking those old clips from like the eighties, early eighties and nineties, and all that era, and then just intercutting with actors actually just pretending like they're having sex. That that could be. Yeah, if they're not that. doing that, I should start doing that. That's an excellent, that's an excellent <laughs> model. Yeah. All the residuals, yeah. the, all these old porn stars get. You're like, look, we're using this guy's new fresh face, but you know, long dong Jim from the eighties, we gotta give him that residual check from <laughs> we're using his cock in this shot. You know I mean? Dude, yeah, <laughs> that's so, man. I always wonder what they catered on for like like you know, like a, a gangbang, like it, they must keep it really light, you know, like just sandwiches or like salads. What's like, the conversation? That's what uh, I want to know. I want to just know, like, what are the guys talking about? Like, because on my shoot, like, you you have a grip there, lighting. Like, I know on a porn shoot, you got to at least have one grip who's doing yeah. something. So it's like, what's the conversation while this is going on? Like, what what do they talk about? Like, interesting. I mean, that's what I would like to be a part of. It's not really so much about the porn, because I've heard, like, shooting porn is really gross to actually shoot. And I've never oh. shot it and don't ever want to, but I can imagine it's disgusting. However, but, like, what is the conversation going on with the guy who's like, yeah, just here to grip, guys. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> Do you think it's about uh, like social issues, like fracking and stuff? Like they're like really getting to the bottom. <laughs> yeah. like, having really of- in-depth debates about like global warming, whether it's real yeah. or not. Some guys are actually like bringing up like true facts of like the economy and economists, like how money works, and like you know, like, getting into great detail. Like, <laughs> like, well, yeah, if, they're, if they lower the interest rate, yeah, mortgages would go down. However, there could be a backlash in the middle class because those interest rates go too low. Then what are their taxes going to be when they go to retire? Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, all right, Michael J. Cox, you ready? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he's like, hold on, I'm just getting off the phone talking about my IRA. One second. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Trading stock. He's like, I just bought two two thousand stock in Tesla. <laughs> He's like, all right, I'm ready. <laughs> Dude, I, yeah, it's, it's got to be fascinating, I, though. A friend of mine literally said, he said once, he's like, you he, he said to me, I won't mention his name because, you know, he's married and has kids now. But he said to me, uh, I, I would shoot a porn. And I was like, really? You'd shoot a porn? And he's like, acting? And he goes, no, no, like, I would, I would want to direct one if I had the opportunity. I was like, I would want to. That's fucking gross. And he's like, he's like, no, I, I would come up with, like, a good story. He's like, talk here. He's like, like I would legitimately tell like a good story, shoot it interesting and, and make it watchable. And I was like, yeah, he's like, I would do it if they would let me do that. And I was like, yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't know what you'd do, but that would be hilarious. Like, like, yeah, all or shoot it like that. Yeah. Jim, like a Jim Jerm, Jerm Moosh movie or something where it's like, like, uh, 
Iggy Pop and uh, Bill Murray or something, and yeah, someone's someone's doing double anal. I don't know. I it's <laughs> it's an interesting. Uh, yeah, business, are you shooting so. all dramatic where it's like it's almost like Gone Girl with like Ben Affleck and that other girl, but it's like <laughs> it's all shot all epically or like Paul Thomas Anderson where it's got this like real RT twist to it. You're like, okay, what? How am I supposed to get off to this? Uh, yeah, I think yeah. the only one who would like that would be Kamel. Kamel would probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he could appreciate the the arts in it, man. No, it's it is. Uh, yeah, I think like you know, it's important just to keep keep going and doing doing what you can. And um, like they're just they're filming Jurassic Park right now. You know that they're filming a sure. Jurassic Park movie. Yeah, sure. and obviously Jurassic like when, yeah, when you're a big like a big you know uni- universal like there's. Yeah. Like you said, it's just it's corporate, so it's easier to to probably make well, that what work. I've heard what I've heard they've been doing, like, and I don't know if it's easier. I just think they have more money to deal to throw at problems, right? Like yeah, that's, yeah. Like it's probably actually more difficult for them to shoot and get done because they have, like, on those jobs they have to get tested every two days and all this kind of stuff, oh, right? Geez. So it's definitely a huge kink, but they have the money to just throw money at it to help it along right we're like with me like i don't have money just to throw at it so it's like i have to find that balance with people coming on set so you know it is what it is we shot it was a good shoot and uh and no it wasn't a porn it was uh, a commercial (laughs) and uh and you know everyone had a good time we just had to wear masks we had a guy on set who you know is there as the COVID officer and reminding everyone to keep distance and then at the end of each take, the actors had to put on their mask right away and then take it off as soon as we're going to shoot. You know, like these are the type of things that just had to be worked through. Um, yeah. It slows it down. Yeah, it slows, slows things down. And we had a smaller crew, but, you know, genuinely people were cool, but yeah, people are spooked, you know, and it's, it's, it's difficult because you're like, there's some people who are like, I, I, I don't care. I think this is all conspiracy. I can give a shit less. And then there's people who are like way overthinking it and they're mixed together. And it's like, that guy may just be more loose. And then the other person might be too tight and you're just kind of find that balance hopefully. Right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think there's definitely and in the middle there, you know, like, uh, yeah, there's people that are like boys in the bubble, you know, or there's yeah. people <laughs> high-fiving and making out with grandma in Georgia, you know, spring breaks or whatever. So it's a, yeah. it's a, it's, it's all over the place, but I, <laughs> Uh, you know, like when we do the, when I've done the pods in person, um, like especially with Evan, like he does it pretty well. Like it's, people are spaced mm-hmm. apart. Like you're wearing a mask and if you aren't, you're not like, you know, fucking, you know, in, in spitting distance. So it's, yeah, it's yeah. good. But yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just find, finding a way to keep it going. And it, it's, it's, it's crazy. So I, I know you've done a, a bunch of pods on the movie and I think it's a fantastic fucking movie. And I, um, you know, obviously like I'm, I'm partial cause I, I know you and like standup comedy is just such a, um, uh, cl- close to my, my heart, you know, not to sound like a fucking yeah. cornball McGillicuddy <laughs> yeah, yeah, here, yeah. but, uh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I and, 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 uh, and addiction and, and stuff, you know, it's like, uh, we're going through that right now with uh, with a family member, and it's like it's so crazy because uh, Richard says something in the the documentary that like hits so fucking close to home, 
because uh, it's you know he's talking about the disease of of alcoholism and how it's like you can't uh, or you're it's it's a disease that tells you, you don't have it you know yeah and it's so yeah. f- fucking true it's like it's like anorexia or something you know it's crazy but yeah yeah no it's addiction is a real it's it's a real thing that that is not always um, that not everyone can easily understand because as individuals as human beings we're all flawed and we can get caught up in judging someone opposed to trying to understand what it is that's happening and if it's happening directly to you um, it can be too painful to want to see their side of it because of the damage that's been done and you know alcoholics and addicts they can they can they can go as far as absolutely doing horrific things with their lives like killing people or killing themselves or you know something as simple as like stealing from another person it's if you're the person who's the victim of that it's hard to forgive right so yeah. you know what i mean and that's that's the the struggle with life but yeah I'm, I'm i'm happy to hear you got something out of it and that you uh you watched it yeah thank you man i appreciate that oh yeah of course dude yeah i i it was yeah it's awesome man like uh real 180 from where's barry <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> well it shows range you know it shows variety yeah. and, and show, yeah. yeah i i love that though dude it's it's you know that's that real life is totally what you make of it and whatever you uh, and that you know to me that's like expression when you feel like doing something fuck it you know like i'm I'm sure Jean-Claude Van Damme has a great, like, smooth jazz album in him. Yeah. You know, he just yeah, hasn't yeah. done it yet. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? Yeah. Well, no. what's interesting about, about the doc is that, you know, I do feel what I've been getting back is that people who watch it and they, and they are like you, like, they, make, they just come in and watch it and they find themselves being impacted by it. And I think what it is, it's just, I think it's just one of those stories that everyone, there's something in it for everyone right there and you know either either you're the guy that you know is the alcoholic and and struggling with addiction or like you said like you're struggling with someone in your family right like and and it's not about trying to give any of these addicts or yourself um an excuse but i i really just wanted to create a conversation around it is it's like you know this is what this man went through he got through it anyone can get through it you don't have to die over this shit and you don't have to keep acting like a douchebag throughout this shit. Like you can clean your life up, life up, but it's going to require you and some serious changes to get there. And you might not like those changes and, you know, but there is a better, there's a better path out there for everyone involved. Even the people who are affected by addiction, who aren't addicts themselves, there's a better path for everyone there. Right. Yeah, no, I thought it was really moving and, really well done and i yeah i mean i know i didn't want to get too uh 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 heavy in the podcast because you're you're <laughs> this is a goofy podcast yeah, and you yeah, know yeah. we were just talking about gangbang um you know yeah, and now we're talking about, but, now we're talking but about the, 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 the addiction and how you can recover from it <laughs> yeah but but what but what i uh was really getting at is this you know podcast is really it's about uh angela's ashes uh that's what this whole podcast <laughs> <laughs> I want to lighten the mood. And uh, now, um, yeah, this is really uh, Hotel Rwanda, the podcast. Um, no, but uh, yeah, it's 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 crazy though, man. It's cool to see to see the to finally see it because I remember seeing just snippets of it over the past couple of years. And oh, yeah, I right. I was wondering when did you um, first play it, and and is the final like 
version that we're seeing now? Is that like what you had when you started playing at festivals and stuff, or was it was it a different cut? No, that was uh, uh, what you what you see now is what was playing at the at the, all the festivals that we were we were screening it at. Um, so I actually, the only thing that changed. So after the festival run, the only thing like no story or time change. We had this, you know, when he does the Robert Picton ballad about the women who were killed by Robert Picton. Yeah. 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 So there was some footage in there that we didn't have copyright to, like it didn't fall under fair use. So we had to swap out a couple images, but nothing that, like if I was to show you that cut and then do it, you probably won't even know. So, so is there going so to be like a 25th uh, special edition where it has like Jabba the Hutt, you know, the long, the long lost <laughs> Jabba scene, you know, like, yeah, yeah come back about, 25 years later. Like, yeah. Still not drinking. And back. <laughs> he's got all this wisdom for us. <laughs> yeah. No, I, uh, Man, well, that that also it reminds me though that you used to like you did stand up though, right? Like you met our buddy John Shevsky through like like an open mic, right? Like an open mic. Yeah. So what it was, well, I I didn't ever do stand up here. I did stand up when I was eighteen, and uh, oh. like eighteen, nineteen, somewhere around there. And um, and actually, the first time I ever did stand up, I taped it, and I think it's on YouTube somewhere. Um, I think I've seen it. Uh, yeah, a snippet of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty bad, uh, but it was like <laughs> the first time I did it, and Richard was there, and uh, no way. he was. Yeah, he was the headliner that night. So, but that was Richard. He was anywhere you would go, he was there as like a headliner or like an MC. And in Canada, like an MC and a headliner, those are like those are good positions to have. Like it's not like in the U.S. where you're MCing your, you know, you, you you know what I mean. Like in Canada if you're emceeing a show, you have to be a, a, a relatively strong comedian to handle that. So that's the that's way they set it up. That's what it should be, really, though. <laughs> that's what yeah. it should be. Yeah. yeah. And so Richard would always either be emceeing or headlining these shows. So, like, that was my first show ever. And I, and, I, and you know how when you get into stand-up, you kind of just go and watch at first, right? So I was yeah. just, like, hanging around watching stand-up at first, never really did it. And then when I did it, <clears throat> Richard was there at that show and he was backstage and when i came off of that set like i felt good about it even though like i watched the tape now and cringe but at the time i'm like oh yeah like i killed it you know and then yeah. uh, and then he's backstage laughing and he looked at me and he said good set you know and he was legitimately laughing and so i was like oh damn like this guy who's headlining like who's like and he's an older guy and you know i'm like oh damn like, he yeah it. yeah and i'm like fuck yeah like sweet that like gave me the confidence to kind of keep going which i didn't continue to pursue much long after that because it just stand-up's just not my thing and it's just not my personality like i love yeah. stand-up i love being around it i love stand-up comedians i love improv i love all that stuff like it's very much a part of my entire as you know like my entire yeah. creative process and all the skits and stuff that i've done it's like comedy is a huge part of that especially stand-up comedians so it just was, I just knew right away that I was like, yeah, this, this isn't really my thing. You know what I mean? Like I, I see what yeah. it takes to become a comic, you know, and, and, you know, I really like working with the camera and doing all this stuff. So I went that direction, but then I reconnected with Richard 10 years later, which is really bizarre. 
Yeah, that's crazy, man. No, that's awesome. I, yeah, yeah I, uh, but, oh, to answer your question with John Chesky. So I was here and right when I moved here, you know, Josh Adam Myers, right? Yeah. 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 So he, uh, his girlfriend at the time, Brittany Furlong, is it Furlong? Like the, a, yeah. Make a Vine star. Yeah. Vine yeah, she's star, like a huge, yeah. Yeah. And she's like a huge Instagram star now. So, um, I, I was asked by Peter Cohen, this guy who does uh, reality television. He had a show called prank my mom and he was shooting a teaser to try and sell that show prank my mom. And he asked me to help film his, be a cameraman on this show. And Brittany was one of the characters on the show when we were oh, filming okay. the sizzle and Josh was there and he was uh, a background, you know, just helping out. Right. Like you just had him sit in the background, but he was just there to like help out too. So I struck up a conversation with Josh because the place we were filming at, he was like, Oh, this place is wicked. Like we could do shows here, blah, blah, blah. And he started talking to the owner and she was like, yeah, if you want to host your own show here, like, yeah, I'm open to that. So he started the show. What ended up he turning into a TV show that, yeah. that the goddamn comedy jam, I was there watching him do it. And I'm wow. like, oh, shit. like he started making that. And I was like, well, okay, this is kind of a cool idea. So he told me that, like, yeah, the first show is like next Tuesday. So I showed up and John Shevsky was there and I brought my camera and I was just filming for Josh. I was like, Oh, I'll just film the show. Like I'm just hanging out. So I just was filming stuff. And John was one of the comedians that I filmed. I still have his tape. Oh, wow. That exact night that I met him. And I thought he was fucking hilarious. Like I thought Josh's show was really cool. I thought Josh was funny. And I, and I, and I, and I've always been a fan of Brittany. I think that she's a, a funny, a funny chick and you know, she's cool. Um, and then John went up and it was, it was, it was, it reminded me of back home because I was now in LA and his humor was so dry and funny. And Angelo was there as well. Rest in peace. And uh, John's sense of humor was just so dry and it reminded me of, of Canadian humor and, and like kind of kids in the hall. And then I just, I was laughing so hard during his set and no one else was laughing and I was recording and laughing. And then after I just said, Hey man, I was really funny. And he was like, Oh, I know you were the only one laughing. We just kind of became friends. And, that the rest was history. And I just said, you remind me of a kids in the hall, like, you know, Canadian humor. And he was like, oh, I love kids in the hall. And I was like, Oh, okay. That makes sense then. So yeah. me and John have been like super close friends ever since. So that's the stand up community. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. And it's so crazy. I mean, like just getting, cause there's so many people that, 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 uh, don't realize, like, even if stand up isn't exactly your path, like there's just the, the footwork in it is great because like you have no idea who you could like meet doing it. But I, yeah. I mean, the fellowship. I, yeah. Yeah. There's a fe real fellowship there. You know what I mean? Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't mean that in like a schmoozer. Like that's what I thought. I hate a lot of the social <laughs> aspects of things. Oh yeah. But like, uh, I, and, and that's why I, I usually like someone that is uh, uncomfortable <laughs> with like doing anything like those are the people I usually am drawn to because I'm like oh okay like they're they're being a real human being right now <laughs> like this is yeah yeah. Uh, yeah like when there's someone that's just too like I don't know I it, it's 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 I feel like there's a there's a radar that goes off where it's like all right this guy I mean it's funny because those guys are the most like boisterous when you meet them and stuff like when you see them a second time and you're you're with more people like they don't acknowledge you or whatever it's just so funny how fucking fake some of that shit is and then they're wearing a oh hoodie yeah and it's 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 just the hollywood la entertainment inside of it that i think people 
want to exist, but in, in it exists, but in reality, it's not real. You know, yeah, it's, it's so, it's so yeah. rooted in bullshit. You know what I mean? And yeah. It's, it's the same thing with me, man. Like I'm, I'm over here, like, you know, making commercials and making movies and, and doing it on that side of thing. It's the same thing. I encounter like the producer who thinks he's got it going on or the person's actor or director's career is starting to go blow up a bit and ego kind of comes in the way. Like, you know, it's all that same bullshit. Like even, even, even like earlier this year, I, I you know, I had to, I felt bad saying it, but, I, and I'm pretty, I got to watch my mouth sometimes, but some, I was on set and some guy, he was a younger guy and he's telling me and he's like, yeah, this is, this is my movie. I'm the producer. I was like, Oh, like you're producing. He's like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, Oh, like where did, where did you get the finance? He's like, Oh, I'm financing. And I was like, Oh really? Like I was thinking, I heard someone else was financing it. And then I was like, Oh, okay, cool. And then I was like, and then he's like, and then I'm like sitting down and he goes, so Roy, tell me about yourself. And I'm like, like, he's like wanting me to like pitch him on who I am, like kind of thing. Like, and I was like, I was like, well, what do you want to know? <laughs> and then he's like, he's like, oh, I mean, like, oh, like, what do you do? And I kind of just knocked it down a peg, but it was, a, it was just kind of like an asshole response on my part. But it was that kind of stuff irks me where it's like, look, bro, I'm not going to like pitch you on who I am. Like, what do you mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, because they have that like stigma around them. Like, so tell me about yourself. Like, what's your elevator pitch? Like, you know, like, what's your project <laughs> yeah. or like. Yeah, tell me your yeah. log line. Like, oh, you have a screenplay? What's the long line? Go. And you're just like, what? Like, fuck off. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm not doing that. Like, you know, and it's annoying because sometimes it is part of the business, you know, to be able to do that and, and schmooze with the right people. But holy fuck, dude, like with my company and the people that I have come to my studio, like that's like, no, no. Like, it's like with you, you come in, when you were coming in and record, I was like, just come in and use the space tell me when you're coming so we can make sure yeah. it's set for you. Like, I don't give a shit, you know, like I've, I've Dave Chappelle has been by our studio. You know, we, we've worked on a show with him before. Um, Delmar works with him very closely. Right. So Delmar brought him in to work on his own. And like when I met Dave, he was the coolest guy ever. No fucking ego. Like, Hey, like I'm a fucking big star. None of that shit. Like he walked in and he was like super chill. And he like, he like came into my office and like thanked me for, for having them over like who does that like you know like yeah. what celebrity on that status comes into like my office and is like hey man just wanted to say thanks for having me and it's like yeah of course like you know what i mean but like what a, yeah. what a genuine what a genuine person you know but then you have these hollywood douches out there who like want to be at his level but they act like douches like they think they are and it's like yeah. you're not that you know and it's like no yeah like Chappelle on his level to be that down to earth and like not be not do that Hollywood bullshit. Like I, I immediately was like, yeah, man, like I respect that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's like the way he works. I really love that way of working. Like where, yeah. uh, it's very like, um, I, I, I was, yeah, I feel like, you know, growing up, like listening to like punk rock music and like sort of being able to like do it yourself. Like, Oh, I can just fucking do this. And like, um, you know, public access and stuff, like some of the more odd, like there's something about like being able to just sort of like, uh, like, which is what I love about the Josh Robert Thompson pilot is a lot of my old buddies in public access, like a lot of our friends start in public access. And there was something about it 
that felt like just a bigger production of our public access show. And like, there's something really cool about it when it feels like you were a kid making videos with your friend in your room. You know what I mean? Like there's just, yeah. oh, yeah. you love it's a yeah. yourself I, mentality. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I totally agree. Cause that's how it's been for me my whole career. Like we, when I'm doing these interviews for the documentary or listening to people review it that I never met and they're like, yeah, the crew was really good on this and this. And they think there's like this whole like movie production behind it. It's like, no, there's not. It was me. And then my good buddy, Graham, who I grew up with. And yeah, Adam, who I met later in life, who is my, one of my editors that works with me, you know, like, that's it. That's the crew. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's like, we just did it ourselves. Like there was no like, Hey, you got this going. Like, no, I paid for the documentary out of my own pocket. Like all that stuff, like we did ourselves. There was no, there was nothing else behind it. So yeah, that do it yourself mentality, especially in filmmaking and in and, and comedy. And I think that's why I like stand up so much because it is that art form where all you need is a soapbox, right, to go up on top of and tell jokes. Like you, yeah. can, you could go in your driveway right now and start doing it if you wanted to, right? Like yeah. that's what the it, that's the beauty of it is that you can just go and do it and not have to deal with any bullshit. So I'm excited about the future of art because that's where it's headed. You know, with all the cell phones and stuff like that, you can do whatever the hell you want. Yeah, well, like that's I think doing yourself porn. That's what's happening. Yeah. This is where it's, this is where <laughs> yeah. it's headed. Yeah, yeah, well, it's already there, dude. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, you already I, got a bunch of followers. I saw that. I yeah. saw your Pornhub already has 30,000. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. So what do you think about Disneyland? Here's my balls. <laughs> so weird. There's uh I don't I love that like I don't know. I was about to say something that just sounds really fucking I don't know. I there's something about like uh, like certain personalities though can get away with like like doing that like there's porn chicks that can get away with being in like porn but also doing like a podcast on uh, nerd stuff like a guy that yeah. does porno isn't going to get hit up for anything that's not just being a scumbag you know like he's not it's not the same like no one's like a like if a dude is posting a bunch of pictures of like his balls or him in a thong or like, Oh, I'm sex positive. Like he doesn't get the same kind of love. You know what I mean? Like he's not, no. he's not like a warrior of like, you know, freedom or yeah, in, I don't know. It's, it, yeah. It's interesting how that is a, eh, with, with, uh, <laughs> girls, they, they post that stuff and they get millions of likes. You know, the guy does it like maybe the guy's showing his abs and his ripped chest. You might get 50,000 likes or something, but you know, if it's a girl doing that exact same thing, it's probably getting at least, quadruple the amount of likes you know what i mean yeah um, no i think like well, just the the way to really uh you know capitalize or like really take it up a notch with all those like instagram models is if they just started adding like uh googly eyes to their like abs <laughs> and fit like just doing that would be fun but dude so i totally you know it's just cool talking to you and like shooting the the poop and stuff you know after it's been months since the world was ravaged and no um yeah. but it, it's no it's <laughs> i i was i, I was wondering because you know growing up in canada like what amusement parks did you go to as a kid oh um so you you'd go to um this is hilarious you would go to um the you'd go to winnipeg and you would go to uh, the the hotel in Winnipeg that had the water slide. <laughs> oh shit! Really? 
Sid water slide. Water slide. Polo Park Mall. All right. Oh. You, if you're if you're looking to go on vacation in fucking Fort Francis, you're going to fucking Winnipeg. <laughs> and you're staying at the Polo Park Mall, and you're going on the indoor fucking water slide. End of story. End of story. That's it. Like that's that's what our that's what our vacation was. You would fucking roll into fucking Polo Park Mall and be staying at the fucking Polo Park Inn water slide, indoor water slide. That was our amusement park. Um, we did have also a fair that came to town and tell oh, bunch of drunken townies got too drunk and beat the carnies up and they never came back. <laughs> they drove the carnies out of town? That's crazy. They drove the, yeah, the townies drove the carnies out of town. That's a true story. We used to have this thing called Mr. Fun in the Sun. My uh, good, like my best friend, long, long lasting friend, uh, Dino Morelli is the is the remaining fun in the sun king of Fort Francis. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's the hilarious. year he won Mr. The year he won Mr. Fun in the Sun Fort Francis. Uh, that's the year that the townies beat up the carnies and the fair never came back. <laughs> 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 and then, they, Dude, but that's... they did have it. it we funny where it went though. Like hilarious. So like Fort Francis is like a little town of six thousand people, and then there's a littler town a half hour outside of it, even further in the middle of fucking nowhere called emo and emo has a fair every year. So they, they, their fair still goes on. So you can go to the emo fair. Everyone, if you, if you're missing the Fort Francis <laughs> fun in the sun, there's the emo fair. Okay. You can still make that. And uh, they have stock cars. They have a, they have a mirror room. They have the, the spinatron, you know, the gravitron, they have the gravitron. Yeah. Uh, they, uh, uh, they have cows. Oh, you can look at cows. That's amazing. <laughs> cows, cows, cows shit. Yeah. So Canadian. yeah. And they have a beer garden. That's extremely important in Canada that there's a beer garden. <laughs> so. But yeah, that was, the, that was it for the theme parks, man. Our theme parks were fairs that came into town. Um, and we'd go to those. But, you know, there is a lot of people that do, that now do cross the border into Duluth. I hear Duluth has oh. an excellent water slide. Oh, really? So that's, that's the word since I left that Duluth is the hot spot to go to. Duluth, Minnesota. They got an indoor <laughs> fucking water slide that is taking business from the Polo Park Mall. So there's a real fucking problem going on right there. Right now. <laughs> there's also Mall of America in, uh, yeah. in uh, Minneapolis. But I never went. I never, I never been to Mall of America. Yeah, dude. I went one time on tour. I rode like a SpongeBob coaster. I ate it. Oh, you've been to Mall of America. Yeah, dude. I, I was on tour with uh, a band that Kamel did a music video for. I went, I went to high school with the drummer, and it was like my one. I mean, it was probably I did it. I roadied with them like twice, and the first time I did it, this was Hold the longest on. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, yeah, it was. Uh, I don't know if you were. Uh, like at that filming, but it was in Ontario. It was at Kamel's uh, dad's like old car place, and it was like, okay. uh, yeah. I just remember but, you telling me about this that you used to be a roadie. That's I remember you telling me about this. I, I yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, so your roadie days took you to Mall of America. Yeah, Mall of America, and like <laughs> I remember eating uh, from like four different fast food places in the mall. <laughs> like, <laughs> just like living it up, dude. Haven. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Food court, fuck yeah, yeah. And I love, man. I don't know. I like it's so cliche, but I love the the accents, and especially 
in Minnesota because like I was on Warp Tour, which is like this hip oh, tour. Oh yeah, yeah, I know Warp Tour. Yeah, yeah. So it's like a big tour, and um, it was so funny because it was these girls that we we're talking to, and it was like full on like Minnesota, just hardcore. Like, oh, yeah. real? I didn't even know we had an accent, and it's just like so trippy because. Yeah. Um, I got made fun of, dude. These like grown men were like, all these people were laughing at me because I, I, <laughs> I was like dying that whole summer. Yeah. I didn't have like a penny to my name. I was like, yeah. actually, I had some money because I had a day job and I like had money. The other guys were worse off, but I would like have some money for stuff. But like, you'd be dying in the fucking humidity or whatever in yeah. Butthole, yeah. Texas, because I'd yeah. be sitting in a merch booth all day just collecting dust. Because people think like. Every tour is like Def Leppard, like you're getting, you know, a, a rim yeah. job by like Carmen Electra yeah. and yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. while eating like the best pizza on the planet, whatever yeah. your dream scenario is. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Poor Carmen Electra eating someone's ass while they're eating pizza. That's, uh, well, you know, but, yeah. 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 <laughs> but Women's so, rights have come a long way. Yeah, yeah. So I, I remember like dying of thirst and I went to like this like convenience stand because the tour manager, I hate, I hated talking to because she was just a party chick that took advantage of being with this band. So she'd be like yeah. wasted all the time. And she's always like a, just a rotten bitch to me when I ever, I'd be like, Hey, um, you know, I'm, I'm to bring some like water, anything. Uh, she would never respond. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm just gonna go to this like little fucking hot dog stand that these, you know, Minnesotan people are running at this fucking fair or whatever. So I go and yeah. I'm like, Hey, uh, can I get a, a Coke or whatever? <laughs> can I get yeah. a, how much is a Coke? And then <laughs> they're like, oh, he called it a Coke. This guy called it a Coke. Give him a can of pop. And then like, they kept laughing yeah. at me and they're like, yeah, dude. Like, and I'm like, you guys sound, yeah. Oh yeah. They were like, this guy talks a funny. Give him a can of pop. <laughs> like, so I know, man. Pop. I sound so, I sound so silly right now. Yeah. yeah. This guy. Yeah. Go back to California, were, dude. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's no, like, we, it's it's called pop back there, right? It's pop. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's pop. Soda, it's pop. Yeah, we. I grew up calling it pop. You called it. Oh soda? shit! Okay, you were outcasted. Yeah, yeah, but it's funny. Like, there's like some buff chiseled dude with his girlfriend. He's all <laughs> like, they're all like giggling at me. I'm like, you guys fucking retarded shut up yeah i don't know oh, yeah um oh that that small town towny life out there it's it's its own beast it really is it's its own animal <laughs> you know like as i say like it's its own thing like I, I can't imagine like i'm from that so to me it's normal but i couldn't imagine like being like a city kid coming into fort francis let alone being a carney you know, you're yeah. like, what the fuck is this oh my god they're beating <laughs> us up let's get out of here yeah. <laughs> I know. Well, I mean, I, I had my, uh, like Chino, Chino Hills is like a weird, it's like they forced. Yeah. 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 They forced the suburb in like a dairy community. So there's a lot of like backwoodsy people. Now it's just, you know, it's like, uh, we used to have a lot of characters like a Mario brothers level, a bunch of cows. Now we have like a Chipotle and, you know, LA traffic. It feels like yeah. it's crazy, but it used to be cool when like people would just get murdered in their house and like everyone knew about it. And there's like a big murder in Chino Hills that everyone talks about still. That's like, that was our claim what, to the, fame. What is it? What is it? 
Oh, it's uh, it's Kevin Cooper. It there's actually a uh, Kevin uh, Cooper. Yeah, dude, the Cooper House. <laughs> Don't go to the Cooper House, man. The ghost of Kevin Cooper will like shave your pubes, and I don't know. It's <laughs> everyone had all these stories too. They'd be like, "We went in and uh, I saw like a fork move, and the the stove turned on." But the thing is, is the fucking the house that he actually murdered these people in. It was a brutal murder. Uh, is still someone lives in that house right now? This like dude, <laughs> my friend really? a right. Yeah, our, our friend Marco. Uh, he was at one time like maybe gonna try to get into law enforcement so he's like taking all these classes and i think he was like 17 i remember him telling us but it blew my mind because the impression that i had of the cooper house is that it was this like little shack and like a haunted house that no one's in <laughs> yeah. but like the house is someone lives in it and yeah. um he said it was some yeah, fat yeah. dude with a, a budweiser hat and like <laughs> it was like killing me because it's a fucking it's a beautiful like property it's on a hill oh, really? like yeah it's a it's a bitchin' spot but yeah people were brutally <laughs> murdered like the guy What's stabbed the story him. so the the story is actually very interesting what year it's, what year this was 83 1983 and at yeah. the time chino hills wasn't a city yet it was like unincorporated chino so it was like oh. a lot of like ranch people there's a couple neighborhoods that are here now that were there but yeah it was so yeah i mean it was like nothing but this family uh, had, well, it's crazy because the shack that the people were murdered in, um, yeah. or the shack that, that that everyone said was the Cooper house actually existed. It was the uh, it was the house that he hung out in. It was like their um, like guest house. It was like a little guest house. So that oh, did yeah. exist. But um, so there's the guest house and the family's house, and they just this family that owned like a, a little ranch house, and Kevin Cooper um was in prison for stealing a car or something and so this is at a time when chino it's a maximum security prison uh they would let i think some of the inmates like go to the grocery store like it wasn't i don't mm. think it was a maximum security prison yet and mm. you know lo and behold the guy didn't go to a grocery store and just left and hung out in this family's guest house and then oh, okay uh, yeah, and then murdered them, but it was like, fuck. I mean, they were stabbed like a hundred times. And the crazy thing is, is I think one of the kids was like related to the Neutrogena family <laughs> for some oh. reason. Yeah, but it's it's a crazy story because the kid, it was two kids and then their friend that the kid begged for the parents to let stay over. They they were all killed except the son. He survived. He got his his throat slit and took like a fucking something to the head. Like a, he was bludgeoned oh, wow. in the head and he was like seven and he like held his throat, I guess. And he survived. And, uh, oh, wow. yeah. So it's a crazy story because people asked him, uh, like who he thought he saw. And he said it was three white guys or, or Hispanic guys. And, um, then he changed his story and said it was Kevin Cooper, this like black dude with a fro. And, um, it's crazy because, they, they have a CNN show on this. Like, Susan Strandon fucking narrates Oh, wow. It. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it was on CNN. But this was in Chino Hills, and it was the talk of the town. And as a kid, you'd always hear the crazy stories. But, like, I didn't know it was even crazier because they would say it was uh, – because there was a guy out of those three – the three – coincidentally, there's three guys running around Chino Hills the same night, like, covered in blood. And th this is, like, first-town accounts. And, like – Oh, wow. Um, it's so trippy. Like at, um, so people believed that it was him being framed for a long time because 
there's people talking about these other guys that were seen at like the local Canyon Corral, this like bar. It's a CVS yeah. now. Um, yeah. Yeah. These guys covered in blood. And um, uh, this woman's like, oh, I thought they were just like, maybe they butchered some pigs, but there's a policeman. So we thought they would ask these guys, but it's nuts. Cause one of those guys, uh, his wife went to the police the, the night after the murder and turn in his bloody like coveralls and the cops yeah. threw it away because uh, they said there was no case there because they had the guy because they mentioned the caught Kevin Cooper. The thing is, is say so Kevin, Kevin Cooper, Cooper broke out, broke out of prison and, and then they, the murders on him, but they think it wasn't him who did the actual murders. Well, what ended up happening is, is they found his DNA on stuff. It was a really shitty, like, job though like uh, there was a lot of issues with the dna where like uh like it's a confusing enough story to where he could kind of like get off for a while but yeah he raped a woman in long beach (laughs) because when Uh, when they were found murdered he he was found fleeing from raping somebody (laughs) so like oh my god they got they got him and they found his dna on the scene but then they found like weird dna that they couldn't decipher what it was and so forever, he actually kept, like, he, he wasn't, uh, he's still alive to this day. He hasn't been executed yet. And he somehow uh, got, I think it was, like, at one point, I think it was, like, when we changed our laws to execution, he got, he got out of it. But he kept talking about the other, how he was framed and these other guys. And, um, but his DNA was found there. It's kind of, cra- it's a crazy, weird story. But, like, the three, one of those those dudes that m- was seen was actually a convicted murderer. He like strangled somebody and mm. went to prison wow. and did his time. So that chick that turned in the coveralls actually, uh, um, yeah, she was, she, I, you know, just the, the girlfriend of this guy was saying that he, he's like a violent guy and shit and they didn't do anything about it. And he denied it forever. And yeah, it's crazy. So and he ended up murdering someone else. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, he might not have murdered that family, say if he didn't. He could have done it to someone else. But I guess, like, uh, the kid that survived, though, like, he he uh, still, like, says it's Kevin Cooper, and he's like, it's a horror movie. It plays out in my head all the time. Because people, like, have books about it being a cover-up and stuff. But, yeah, it was right mm-hmm. here in Chino Hills. It's just, it was, it was uh, uh, you know, that was it. There's <laughs> some Kevin Cooper house. But everyone had all these like outlandish stories. Jeez. Yeah, um, the, Kevin yeah. Cooper put Chino Hills on the map. Well, Chino has the prison over there, right? There's the Chino. Yeah, prison Chino there. prison, and and Bob Jenny Jr. was there at one time, which was like oh, that's a, a yeah, claim yeah. to fame. <laughs> but then, yeah, you know, man, Chino, what a place! Move to Chino. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We got these wonderful stories about criminals. Yeah, yeah, and then you know, Ball Brothers eventually, and the Powerball. Um, happened, but uh, what's that? You know, oh, well, like there was a, the, the, I think it was the most amount of money to be won in North America was the Powerball, and it happened here, and it was hilarious because <laughs> that's so funny. You have like the best of both worlds. You have this horrific murder story conspiracy, <laughs> and then you have like this like American dream where they win the biggest Powerball ever. <laughs> like yeah. all in the same place. <laughs> well, dude, one of Kamel's like first, like I think Kamel, our buddy Abe, like they everyone would want to make a horror movie about the Cooper House. Like they all, there's a lot of cool mm. kind of like we have a, a canyon, Carbon Canyon, that's like the portal. To Orange County, and 
any canyon has like those stories of like, oh, we saw dudes in cloaks and um, you know, my friend said he saw a mutilated dog like in this uh in a fucking outhouse with a pentagram on it. I don't know. It's all crazy. Uh there's an undertaker hill about like and <laughs> 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 Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the then warrior. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. The grave digger. Yeah. You got the grave yeah. digger. Um yeah, the uh, um so Chino Hills what it has like a background of like weird satanic cults or something or what? That's what people like claim, but it, and supposedly there's like a weird uh like uh there's like an old like saloon village I've heard that's like a hidden village that like not village but like a little city that I don't people have told me about it. It's like it's in Carbon Canyon somewhere, but it's kind of, it's hard to get to. I don't know. I, I want to like look at, there's probably like drone footage or something now. Like it, yeah. um, there's, there's also a place they used to test bombs here. They used to test bombs. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Which is why I'm a, like why I'm a Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hey Venus. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. We got a lot of one. Um, yeah, it, it has that quality to it, which is probably one of the most charming things. Like when I see those people, I'm like, oh, good. There's someone with some fucking character, not just some yuppie or some. But there's, yeah, it's a weird, weird community. It's like a uh, interesting place. But I think uh, like when, you, when you're in a place and you have an imagination where there's like not enough to do, it's like a perfect breeding ground for creative mm-hmm. people. Like it's just yeah. – the best. Like if I lived in LA, I'd probably be boring as fuck. Like I love having, you know, Uter and Venus and, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love growing up. Same with me. I love growing up in Port Francis. It was amazing. I always think of that. If I have kids one day, like, do I want to raise them in LA or I want to bring them back to like a small town? Cause that was awesome. I love growing up in a small town. You're right. It's a breeding ground for creativity. You got to kind of think outside the box. It's not, it's not just readily available for you to do whatever and anything. Right. You, you yeah, do your own kind of deal with the circumstances of life a little bit, you know. So yeah. yeah, that's that's interesting. What Chino? I didn't know it had all this kind of stuff. That's interesting. What were we talking about? The cloaks? There's a bunch of people walking. Oh yeah, cloaks. yeah, yeah. They they say that there's like a like a cult or something. Like my, we have a friend. His brother's like much older, and he was saying like in the '80s they'd go like cow tipping or something. And yeah. um, they said they saw like dudes in cloaks like doing like a ritual. It was probably just like a chapter of the KKK or something. Yeah, <laughs> it was probably just racism, not really state, yeah. Satanism. You know, yeah. just good old racism. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, but um, yeah, it's probably like the mayor of Chino Hills and you know whoever else. But yeah, the uh, yeah we really progressed though. Once once Circle K and Jack in the Box was open, fuck man, that's it. yeah, that's, that's it. it. <laughs> endless amount of a- endless amount of AMPMs. Fucking, yes. You know, Subways. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's fine. Well, maybe your your town is the place where the Illuminati started. I don't know. I don't know, dude. There's. Yeah, it's definitely. Uh, any alien stories? You got any alien stories living there? Oh, of course. Well, uh, the the place that they tested moms. People had all these stories of. It was, it's called. Uh, Jesus, I wrote a. Uh, I I made like a song that sounded like uh, you know Clint Mansell, that guy's like does a lot of movie music. Yeah. It's kind of like yeah, it's kind of like a Clint Mansell because I showed uh, Tim Smith it and he's like, oh, that reminds years ago, but it was like something I was dink like messing with, but uh, I forgot the name. God damn it, it's Arrowhead, Arrowhead, I think. 
Mm. Fuck. Either way, it's the place they tested bombs, and uh, there was talk of like, like uh, it being in the water, like the uh, like toxins of is the bomb <laughs> residue or whatever. And uh, oh, wow. yeah, it's it's crazy because um, I had a friend, our, our friend um, drove one time with his girlfriend, and they're racing some dude, and he ended up like busting through uh, this gate, and he ended up on this crickety old bridge. The way he described it was so crazy. I'm like, what the fuck? And I guess um, he saw a giant factory, and he said it looked like it was lit up. And um, a white van chased him out of the uh, whatever that, like, factory is, that, that space. And so he left mm-hmm. on the crickety bridge and told us about it. And I thought he was full of shit. I just was like, what, what are you talking about? And then other friends had told me about it. And, um, you know, they might be far-fetched stories, but, like, we filmed a music video with Kamel there. We we're like 18 and we saw the fuck the white van that like patrols the area. Oh, really? Yeah. So there's like some, it's like, you know, it's, it's like when uh, that movie, big fish, you know? Yeah. It's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, like a government, maybe there's life. a government base. There's a government base in the mountains uh, yeah. covering up all the reptilian shapeshifters there. Yeah. That's it's very, Kind, kind of twin peaksy, you know, like there's, yeah, there's a red room somewhere with a, a midget talking backwards, you know, but yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, or it's dude, like Conan the war, the Conan the warrior when he turns into the massive snake. Oh, I love oh, that. Yeah. I watched that movie during quarantine. I was like, oh, this is perfect quarantine material right here. Conan oh. the barbarian. Unreal. Yes, dude. Yes. I, I don't know, man. I've, I've loved I love those movies that just get so silly. In the 80s, you could get away with a lot of just crazy shit. But you know what I always think of? And I don't know if it's because you're Canadian, but uh, Strange Brew is one of those comedies that, like, I don't know. I just love the absurdity. But, like, it's still, like, a great just fucking beer movie. Like, I don't know. It's like a stoner comedy way before stoner comedies. Stoner comedy. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, have you ever seen the movie Foo Bar? Dude, I know about it. that's the the uh, Trailer Park Boys, right? The the right aren't they linked? Isn't that the dude that did Trailer Park Boys? So uh, I, I don't think they're the same. They're not linked, but uh, Foo Bar is um, is about Terry and Diener, and there are these there are these two guys in Canada. That it's it's a, it's a mockumentary, and it was before like trailer park boys came out so they kind of set the stage for trailer park boys with foobar right like okay, the, the, yeah. mocky, the mockumentary style following a bunch of like canadian you know drunks and hicks and doing their shit and being hilarious um but yeah if you want to watch something really funny man foobar is amazing like they have foobar too and it's more of like an actual movie but foobar is a mockumentary and it's so fucking funny it's super dark renegade shot on no money and it's just these two following these two guys, Terry and Diener. Uh, Dean's getting his nut removed because he's got cancer in it. That's the plot of the story. Oh, dude, I love that so much. That's yeah. so great. Yeah, it's so I love... Funny. It's hilarious. Yeah, dude. Well, I don't know if you've... Uh, it's kind of crazy, but I've we've had... I've had some strange... Uh, like, some things kind of hit during quarantine. Like, the video... Some of the video stuff I did... Um, and it's great because it was it's the show Kill Tony that's big in like the comedy. Oh yeah, Kill, Kill Tony is amazing. I have I listened to his podcast. What's that? 
I listened to the podcast, Kill Tony. It's great. Yeah, yeah. Well, I got um, – well, it's nuts is because obviously Chefsky started with, like, Hinchcliffe and stuff. And it was crazy for me to go start doing comedy because a lot of these people that, you know, I met filming with Kamel and John, like, oh, shit, their their names are on the wall of the comedy store. And it's funny because yeah. these guys that I'm, like, starting with are like, oh, that's blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, shit, like, that's a trip. Like, and when I started kind of getting – a grip of like what the scene was or and I'm like, Oh wow. Cause dude, Angelo Bowers is like, you know, uh, like he's a, like of legend, you know? And it's like, dude, I remember being at Kamel's and John and Angelo, you know, yeah. calling each other lumberjack lesbians or like, you know, yeah, yeah. Cream pat. Yeah. I, and, yeah. um, and it's so funny cause I, uh, I wish people were as friendly and sweet as Angelo was, <laughs> but no, there's a yeah. lot of great people, you know, I've, I've met during, but like, yeah, there's something about like, um, I don't know, just doing it yourself. Oh, and yeah. so I appreciate you doing this pod. I didn't mean for it to go so long, but it's just been a minute since I've seen you. So, Oh yeah, no, I, I'm happy to do it. I didn't know. Uh, I, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled to be on it. Thank you for taking the time and, Oh, you come on and, and have some fun and, and, and talk some shit. And yeah, uh, I don't know how we talk so much about porn at the beginning, but I guess that's, uh, <laughs> that's the sickness of our minds. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, yeah, it's dude. been great. Yeah. Thank you too. Come, perfect timing because of the documentary coming out or the documentary that's out. I mean, um, yeah, so people can go rent. It's called never be done. So if you are listening and you want to know what we're talking about, it's the documentary never be done. Um, you can go get it anywhere right now. Yeah, heck yeah, man. Check it out. It's a great movie. And uh, I actually, I had something, I don't know if you mind reading something really fast, but I uncovered uh, some of your, your an old jokes that you wrote uh, during, sta- during stand-up. So, <laughs> oh my God, oh no, what is it? I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to, uh, hold on, Here. let me see. I'm gonna... Here, you, read, you read it. Okay, I'll read it. All right. Yo, yo. Okay. Oh, okay. Yo, yo. What up? What up? Fuck up. And oh, what the fuck up? And yuck, yucks. What up in the house? In the Canadian house. Why is it here in Canada? We always have to put Canada in front of it. Like, do I really need to know I'm at a Canadian glory hole? <laughs> Learning, tuny in your mouth soon. Act out coming in a homeless guy's mouth through a glory. So that that okay. I love okay. your material, man. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of heavy. Yeah, no, that is not. That, did you write that? <laughs> Let me read it. Let me read it now. Let me. Read okay. It. How do I read it? Uh, right, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna uh, I don't know how I'm gonna do this. Should I text it to you? Yeah, text text it to me. I want. I want to read it. Okay. Um, so did you did you write that joke based off of how shitty my my actual set was? <laughs> no, no. I I I know I've seen your set and I saw that set, but like and I knew I could tell it was I it was really fun. But no, it it was just me being a goofball, you know, being having you read something. <laughs> okay, hold so. on. Okay. Hold on here. I'll, I'll I'll do it now. Okay, right? Yo yo. What up in the yuck yuck? <laughs> What up in the house? Canadian house. Why is it? Oh, 
why is it in Canada when we always put Canada in, in front of it? Like, do I really need to know I'm in Canada? Glory hole? Looney tuny in your mouth soon. <laughs> Act out coming in a homeless guy's mouth. <laughs> you have it in brackets. So you go like this. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's hilarious. Uh, dude, uh, dude, so this has been a ball. It's been a lot of, lot of fun, man. I, um, we've talked about, you know, growing up in a small towns and serial killers and pornography and life yeah. and, you know, uh, yeah, it's it's a crazy journey. I just realized there's something in the movie that I forgot to mention. Um, I don't know if I heard this incorrectly, but did uh, did Richard say that he sponsored Five Guys with fries? <laughs> this, I'm like, that's crazy, dude. I didn't know that he uh, sponsored. Yeah, he, 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 knew their, he knew their business was going under. He was like, uh, yeah, I sponsor five guys with prize now. Um, yeah. yeah, that is what he said. That's true. Good catch. And uh, we got paid a little bit. Uh, that that went. That was a good sponsorship that we had. So we got a little bit of money out of there. And uh, yeah, and, and, uh, there you go. Remember when we used to go eat at Five Guys all the time at Kamel's house? Oh yeah, dude. Five Guys is right there. There's. Uh, Remember when we went like... to Superman and how shitty yeah. that movie was? Oh, dude. <laughs> Oh my god! I was god. so pissed off after we saw that movie. Oh yeah, my god. <laughs> so that yeah, was the dude. Worst movie ever. Yeah, we've seen a lot of lot of funky movies. Uh, yeah, no, man. Hey, what do I, you uh, what do you do right now? Because you're such a movie connoisseur and you love going to the movies and watching them. Like now that you can't go to the movies, what have you been doing? Uh, well, I mean, I mean, I I just finished uh, Narcos. Um, there's a lot of I don't know I, I, I'm I'm we're doing a whole horror month so I'm starting to watch like horror movies but I feel so like what I've you mean, seen, when you say we're who who's we just like like well any anyone I mean I'll like I'll have it's not I'm not having you know fucking barbecue at my house I mean I have buddies or and Harley uh, yeah Harley and I we just we actually uh, we're gonna watch the Bill and Ted movies. Because the new oh, one's nice. coming out, so we're nice. stoked. But uh, no, I love You've been doing a horror month with just your friends. Yeah, well, gonna, oh, oh, for the for the show, we're gonna actually do a uh, like like spooky stories from theme parks and like horror oh, movies nice. with theme parks, like Sea World. Uh, uh, Jaws three has Sea World in it, and it's such a shitty movie, so it's gonna be great. But um, you know, what's funny about Jaws three is the first AD on Jaws 3 got the directing job or sorry on Jaws 2 got the directing job on Jaws 3 so oh, I caught that one day I was watching the Jaws all the Jaws movies and I noticed that the first AD on Jaws 2 and then I played Jaws 3 right after I was like hey that guy's directed he was the first AD <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, that's like the Saw movies the Saw movies yeah. like at one point uh, it's like the guy who built the trap started directing the movies, and <laughs> yeah. it's like, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're probably paying them way less, so they're like, no, yeah, no, no, but, yeah, you're you're fine, you're fine. Just direct the movie. You're still making the traps, but you're the director, but we'll pay you the same. <laughs> yeah, no, it's so silly, man. I, uh, but those I forgot the sketches that I did for Kill Tony. I used a lot of like people that I actually know in my everyday life, like my friend Mike, who I work with at Sam's Club. He's, you know, very, like, very sweet guy, great sense of humor. But he's, like, a little guy with a chipped tooth and, like, a little pencil mustache. 
and glasses and he's bald and like wears like you know um like army hats from like a surplus store and like alien shirts like very like so i i used him as a judge and my brother's a prostitute and i i would i i like having real people like this i love about mike judge um or like uh uh yeah Danny mike have, have you seen mike judge uh show that he had there where it was about the he would have the real life guy tell the story of like the old western Country. days of like yeah, yeah. Like, Dude, what's I, it called I forget, but it was great. Yeah, I mean, I oh man, it's so good. Yeah, it's like uh, I love that kind of feel where it's like real people, like uh, jo- Jody Hill and Danny McBride. All their yeah, stuff yeah. is yeah. so phenomenal. Like, there's something just so real about it. But yeah, I uh, I had a great time though, man. I don't want to hold you too long. Um, this one being Batman and Robin lengths, but uh, dude, it was fun, <laughs> man. And uh, hope to see yeah, thank this you later. Yeah, thanks for yeah. doing it. I'll see you. Yeah. I'll see you later, and uh, come by the studio whenever and, and record more episodes. It's available for you. I'm, it's open and running, so feel free. You know. Oh heck yeah, man! Thank you, dude. Yeah, I'm, I'm about to get fade into the darkness right now, so I will. Uh, the dark. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe that's a new song for you. All right, I'll talk Hell to you yeah. later, brother. All right, Thank man. You. Good seeing you. All right, Bye. dude. Bye. Yeah. Sucky and so sweet, you were there for me.